This episode is dedicated to helping you get unstuck, to helping you get recharged, to helping you gain the clarity that you need to move forward and to realize the things you desire to have in your life. And I reached back and found an episode that I recorded some time ago, but that was still very relevant to today's situations, still very relevant to really fully understanding who we are and the power that we really have to create the life that we want. And the reason why I decided to share this episode or this reach back episode this week was because I am always inspired by this young lady. She is a former coach of mine who has turned her life around 360 degrees. Someone who's taken the life or the hand that she was dealt and made it into something that was beautiful, prosperous, and successful. I am excited to be sharing with you a episode I did with April Franks, who is a master coach to coaches, authors, speakers, as well as an empowerment women's coach to helping women to realize their fullest life. So I'm excited to be sharing this with you and hope that you glean and gain what it is that you need, the fuel that you need, the charge that you need, the hope that you need, the faith that you need to move your life, to move your business, to move your thoughts to the next level. Surely, this is a moment for you to be able to listen, take in, and begin to strategize what your next steps will be. But before we reach back and share this episode, I want to share with you a great opportunity that I have that I'm sure you'll be interested in. And that is I am launching a challenge coming up really soon. And that challenge is called All In With Video, a five-day challenge. Undoubtedly, video marketing should be one of your newest additions to your toolbox. You might have your challenges with video, but I encourage you to be all in with video. You may be asking, is it really worth considering using video for promoting your brand and or your business? Or you may also be asking, do I have enough resources to create and use video content in my marketing? The answer simply is yes. Yes, it's worth it, not only because everyone's doing it, but because video is one of the most versatile and profitable digital marketing tools out there. That's why I created the All In With Video Challenge. This five-day challenge will help you create epic videos that actually represents your brand and business professionally. No tech experience, getting comfortable on video, or scripting know-how required. By the time you finish the challenge, you'll be equipped with the right knowledge on how to create professional-looking videos using equipment and technology you most likely already have that will build buzz around your brand and your business. So if you're interested in participating in the challenge, just go to bit.ly forward slash all in with video. That's bit.ly dot L Y forward slash all in 
with video. Now let's hop into this Reach Back episode with April Franks. Are you ready to shift someone's mindset and shift someone's life? Absolutely. I can't wait. Yeah. I'm, I think that this is an amazing platform. So kudos to you for um, being obedient and, and providing it. Thank you so much. April, I gave a brief introduction of who you were. Why don't you give us a little bit more background about who April Franks Hunt is? That is, you know, that's a loaded, that's a really loaded, <laughs> that's a really, <laughs> really loaded uh, statement uh, to let me have free reign. Um, so I started this business um, and I've been an entrepreneur for probably, I mean, almost my whole life seemingly, you know, always starting something, checking things out. Um, but really, I really got shifted into it in 2007 when I got fired from what I would call my dream job. And then you know, from there, uh, I went into real estate consulting and from there I started in this business, you know, in inspiring coaching and primarily initially it started with women and we still are, are heavily, uh, women focused, uh, with what we do. And that company is women recharge. And that is the brand in which I operate under. That is the baby, you know, of everything, um, you know, that really has opened me up to entrepreneurship and understanding, uh, this space in regards to coaching, speaking, writing, and leveraging those platforms. And I do a lot. You know, I coach people to do exactly what I do successfully. We train people to understand back-end stuff, you know, the, the unpopular things, yeah. you know, the things that entrepreneurs run from. So we train people on that. And uh, we're having fun. We do live events, you know, as well. We have a conference coming up in March. And, um, you know, I'm I leverage the media, you know, just like platforms like this and television, radio, a traditional radio um, as well to get the message out. And so in a nutshell, you know, that's what I do. I'm also a published author and uh, working on my, I guess we'll have, I have three books coming out this year. Awesome. Awesome. Three books. Well, we will get into some of that as we continue on with the show. You know, every show, I would like to have a theme for each show. And because this show is interviewing April Franks Hunt, and she is the CEO of Women Recharged, the theme for today's show is Get Recharged. April, what is the meaning of that? theme or that phrase recharge to you? You know, what it really means is dialing back, you know, taking a pause, reflecting on where you want to be, what you want to do, listening to your inner spirit, you know, it's just about kind of connecting. So when I was fired, you know, sometimes when events happen in our lives, we get you know, we start acting out of desperation. Right. And sometimes we just need to be still you know, so that we can be rejuvenated. And that's really where recharge came from. I, um, 
I think that's kind of the space I was in, you know, because I started that movement when I wrote my book, Confessions of an Independent Woman. And that's really where that was born. It's like, okay, we're always in full throttle. We're never taking a break. And in order, you know, if I'd like to use a flashlight example. You know, if, if you wanted to char- recharge the batteries of a flashlight, you have to take them out, mm-hmm. put them in the charger, plug that in, and rest the flashlight. Right. And most of the time, we're not resting. We're, you know, we'll take the batteries off of the charger when they're at 50%, you right. know, and, and or they're at 80%. So we never take the opportunity to refuel back to 100%. So that's what, re- that's what recharge means, is taking the time that you need to get to 100%. Yeah, that resting is very important, you know, and stepping back to think about what direction you want to go in. You know, last April, I was laid off my job a career in healthcare, you know, really did what uh, I was taught to do. I went to school, went to undergrad, got a degree in biology, went to graduate school at Meharry Medical College, got a degree in public health and health administration, you know, and got on that career track of wanting to be a CEO of a major hospital or major health center, only to find out some 10 years into my professional career that I really wasn't in control of my career. Mm-hmm. Only to find out that someone could walk in my office at any day and say, we can't afford to cover your position. And that day happened on April the 4th of 2014. But I tell people all the time that the day that that happened was the day that I was released into my destiny. But I did have to take some time to reset, to recharge, to think about what direction will I go in to have greater control of my life. And so I definitely understand what you mean when you talk about uh, resetting, recharging, taking uh, a step back to think about, you know, how will we start again? How will we rest um, in order to focus on our next direction? So uh, I appreciate you sharing that. One of the things about uh, Shift Your Life, we really are focused on helping people step inside of their purpose to truly realize what their calling is in life. One of my favorite authors, uh, favorite preachers, favorite leaders, uh, who is now past is Miles Monroe. And, oh, yeah. you know, he says that the greatest tragedy in life, the greatest tragedy in life is to be successful, but to be successful at the wrong assignment. You know, many of us are successful in our own right. But many of us get to the end of our lives or get to a point in our lives where we realize we haven't been on assignment. We haven't been on purpose. We haven't been doing what we were created to do. And so why is it important that individuals identify their purpose in life and know what they are truly passionate about? I think I think anything but is 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 a uh, I think is really unfortunate. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important. Because I think it's important for people to know that they were meant for something. Right. You know, I think, you know, and I was watching and it's it's ironic that you bring up uh, Miles Monroe because I was watching the video and he was just talking about how everything on the earth has a purpose. There is a purpose purpose for every single thing. And he was even just speaking from a standpoint of, you know, even bees and bee pollen and you know, the oxygen that comes from plants. I mean, just everything plays into the next thing. And for us to be so much bigger, he was even talking about ants Mm -hmm. and the role that they play, you know, and look how small they are. 
you know, and then you look at us and we're, you know, like these huge giants of, you know, of the, of the, of the, of the line and people are walking around thinking that they just, that their sole purpose is just to wake up and go to work and get a paycheck and go home and go to sleep and get up and do the same thing. And I just think that that's sad. And I, I think that most people don't know any better or think that they're worthy of more than just that. Just existing. You know? And I think, too, you know, survival comes. I think a survival is a big piece of that because most of us were taught. We were not taught to live out our purpose. You right. know, we were taught to get a job, go to college, do, you know, these five things. And those five things are going to assure that you have the American dream. And that's just not true. Right. Because those that, you know, because what's not factored in that it really what's not factored in that is the word. Mm-hmm. Like that can't be factored in those five things that everyone on the planet, that that's, this is what every single person is supposed to be doing. You know, and um, so I just think it's uh, unfortunate. And I think that it's up to us to provide platforms like this to help people, to enlighten people. Right. You know, it's not to change people's minds, but it's to enlighten people that there is something more and that even if your job is, you know, that, and it's, and, it, and also too, you know, Marquita, it's not about building a business from what your purpose is. Mm-hmm. You know, it just so happened for people like you and I, that that happens to be the case that we were able to, to marry two amazing things together. Right. But I think that it's, the purpose within people, it, it exists, I really believe, in everyone innately. And I'm and I really don't think it's something people have to find. I think it's something people have to deal with other things in their lives so that their purpose will surface. That's good. That's good. That's good. You know, you're right. We have been able to transition our purpose and our passion into business. And I do believe that there's opportunity for many people to do that. But the first step is to truly ask, answer those two questions. You know, why am I here? Mm-hmm. And what was I created to do? Why am I here and what was I created to do? You know, and if we could answer those questions authentically and wholeheartedly, we do have an opportunity to really identify what our skill sets are and not always be dependent upon the job or, or an employer to utilize those skill sets for their benefit, but we can then turn around and use our own skill sets for the for our own personal benefit um, and also just to be able to help other people. You know, and so in knowing that you do have your business and you have been able to connect uh, with your own personal purpose and calling, you know, let the listening audience know how has knowing your purpose enhanced your life and business to this date? Well, you know, that's a great question. It drives everything I do, you know, and when things happen in my life, the one thing that I never have to question is why am I here? Mm -hmm. You know, so there may be other things in my life that I'm unsure of, you know, and that cause me challenges and that sort of thing. But the one thing that I'm clear on is what I'm here to do and who I'm here to serve. Right. I'm, you know, I'm very clear on that. And so how is it, how is knowing it enhanced my life? I mean, it, I'm happy with what I'm doing. And most people that work someplace or most people are not happy. They don't, they're still trying to figure it out. And being in a state of figuring it out, it's not such a bad place, you know, because you have to get there and you have to be in transition before you can transition, you know? (laughs) So 
so for me, it's just um, just the clarity and the certainty, you know, is it's just comforting. You know, that's the one thing I, I don't have to question. You mentioned those two words, clarity and certainty. You know, many of us, we, we remain stuck because we're not clear. We remain stuck because we can't seemingly see our way through, you know, and I know that you talk a lot of times with those that you serve and those that you coach and the businesses that you have been able to help uh, advance uh, in their business is that clarity is almost king if it's not king, you know, initially, you know, to be clear on your direction, to be clear on uh, your mission, to be clear on the vision is the very first step that any business, any individual needs to have in order to move successfully. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that's the very, in, in working with my clients, that is the very first thing that we do. That is the very first thing that we do. And it's amazing because clarity is the only reason why people are not profitable in their business. It's because they're not clear. In addition to some other you know things that they could not be doing, but the main thing and what I see is people trying to emulate what others are doing, what was get in, you know, in regards to what was given to them. So I see a lot of uh, people copying and, you know, imitating other people when they don't really know, you know, what is behind the scenes and what that person was clear about before they click the activate button before that. You see what I'm saying? There's right. so much more. And uh, so I agree. I think clarity is king. And I say it all the time. When you're clear, then you're, it's almost like you getting in the car, you want to drive to Toronto and you, and you don't know which way to go. Mm-hmm. Clarity is roadmap to where you want to go. You know, you wouldn't get in the car and just drive to Toronto to let's say the mayor's house. And when you don't know the mayor, you don't know the rules. <laughs> you don't know which roads to travel, which roads to stay away from, That's right. which areas of the highway you need to slow down in. You wouldn't do that. That's so right. and people do that with their purpose and their passion in their businesses every single day. Wow. Wow. So listening audience, clarity is key to you getting from where you are to where you want to be. That's principle number one from this show. If you don't take anything today from this show, you have to understand that getting clear is key from getting where you are to where you want to be. And, you know, I have to add to uh, Marquis, you know, Clarity is is the opposite of confusion. When people say I'm confused, you know, and how many times have people said that I'm confused or when people say I'm trying to figure it out or I'm figuring it out. Mm -hmm. That's my least favorite phrase. When people say, oh, I'm figuring it out. No, you're not. You're confused. You're confused. You're not figuring it out. You know, so, yeah, just think of that. When you say that I'm confused, it's, it's the clarity that you really need. So not to beat a dead horse, but I just had to reiterate that. No, I think it's important. So, April, what has been the biggest obstacle that you've had to overcome in following your passion? Mm. You know, one of the big, hmm, that's a good question. So the biggest obstacle for me is probably two things. I would say one is doing too much. Wow. One is doing too much. And the second one would have to be 
not accepting my bigness. Mm. Explain. Like I, like, so people make a big deal out of me and I don't think I'm a big deal. I think that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So all of the accolades and all that, I don't need that to, to do this. Right. Right, right. So it really is like this is really what I enjoy doing. So all of the extra attention is just not necessary. <laughs> it's just not necessary. But, you know, but I get it. You know, I totally get it. And I understand, you know, that I am a leader and I lead people and I help people and we change people's lives through what we do. Because mm-hmm. that en- enables people, you know, our clients to change other people's lives and what they do. So that probably would be my biggest obstacle. Not, not trying, well, it was, and sometimes I still struggle with it, but understanding that I'm not like everybody else. You're a unicorn. I am. I am such a unicorn. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that's okay. I think that many of us have challenges in accepting our unicorn experience and accepting how different we really are. And most often than not, being a unicorn causes there to be great attention put on you. And though, you you know, though you may not necessarily feel worthy, though you may not necessarily understand why, the fact of the matter is, is that you're going against the grain that most people are walking, you know, or the journey that most people are taking. And so I definitely understand that. And, you know, it causes and and I recognize that I am I'm kind of radical, you know, Um, I'm blunt. I'm not like everyone else. I've kind of marched to the beat of my own beat. Um, And what I realize is that if I had this been like a different era, like if I had to pick, you know, a, a historic person that I could relate to, it would be Harriet Tubman. Harriet Tubman. Okay, explain. Well, because she was a leader, mm-hmm. and she and she was fearless. Mm-hmm. And regardless of what people thought or what people said, she still was doing. She was in the pursuit of doing what was right. You know, and she was a navigator. She was partnering with people so that she could pe- keep people safe. You know, at, as they were uh, escaping to freedom. Right. You know, she was. Uh, resilient and not every quest was conquered. And you know what I'm saying? I do. And, and she was fearless, you know, and I, and I can appreciate that because, you know, people, they often say, you know, they're scared and they are fearful. And I truly do not have that. Whatever that is that I'm scared. I just don't, I don't have that. I like the term that you use that she was a navigator you know, because I get to see you um, every every day just about in Facebook, helping people to navigate their way in their businesses, in their lives, in understanding how to do certain platforms or use certain resources and tools. And so I definitely can agree that you are a navigator. Now, April, I want to move on to help uh, some of our listening audience who may be stuck who may really want to tap into their passion and really want to create opportunity for themselves or, you know, shift from a a lifeless job into a lifeful job. And so 
Where do I start if I know I'm not living my purpose and doing work I am passionate about? You know, I think you first have to start with what do you love? You know, and just asking yourself some questions. What do you love? And and what loves you in that space? Hmm. You know, and I think it's I and I really feel like it's that simple. I think people overcomplicate this whole purpose, passion thing. Okay. You know, um, and I think and I think purpose is different from passion because I'm passionate about a lot of things that are Mm -hmm. not my purpose. Right. You know, so I think that there is a distinction in there. You know, I'm passionate about cupcakes. I'm passionate about (laughs) eating. I'm passionate about, you know, wearing mixed mixed match socks. You know, I'm passionate about lots. Um, but within those passions, I think therein lies a purpose. And I'm also passionate about helping people. So I think asking yourself a question first is, you know, what do you love? What loves you? What are you passionate about? I think from that, you know what, too, what brings you joy? Mm. I think just at the basic, the most basic level of us, just asking yourself, what brings you peace and what brings you joy? And I think whatever that is, I think God gave that to every person. You know, that there's something that brings you joy that is not of self. Wow. 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 I like the fact that you said, what do you love and what loves you? Mm. You know, when I hear you say what loves you is what is attracted to you is what I hear. You know, as you go throughout your daily life, what is that thing that's attracted to you? What type of people are attracted to you? What do you find yourself doing often when the time has passed and you don't even realize the time has passed? You know, what you what do you love and what loves you is great. Abriel, what is your number one ritual or practice you have to stay motivated in life and in work? Hmm. Well, in the morning, the one ritual that I have that I started when I first saw the secret in 2000, like 2007 mm-hmm. was before I, my feet hit the floor. I always say three things I'm grateful for every single day since I've seen that. So I do that religiously. Um, I never wanted my feet to hit the floor and I not reverence what I'm grateful for. And you know what? The one thing in the practice and work that I do probably is coming up with new ideas. Okay. I think if I, and it probably can be annoying for like my assistant, but for me, <laughs> if I didn't, like God gave me this, I, I truly cannot help myself. So I think, you know, being innovative and coming up with new ways to help people, it also serves them. It serves our business. And um, for me, it's really a practice. If I'm not create in creation, then I feel stagnant. And so I need that in order to, feel good about what I'm doing on a daily basis. Creating things. You know, that has been a major theme over the past couple of months for me is that Mm -hmm. I've been in a lot of discussion about with individuals who are talking about building wealth, becoming rich, um, having more income, And the first thing that I asked them is, what are you creating? The first thing I had to ask myself is, what am I creating? Mm. Because truly, wealth, riches, income only comes from things that we create. 
Absolutely. We live in a society that is capitalistic. To some people, that's a bad term. To some people, that's a good term. But at the end of the day, people are always creating products, resources in order to create income or in order to create wealth. I was just thinking about this bottle of water, something Mm -hmm. as free and as natural as a bottle of water in the United States is a product that people sell and become rich. You know, somebody got the idea that they were going to bottle and purify water. Put it it in the market. (laughs) (laughs) And we buy it every single day. It's amazing to me. Every single day. Like you can't run out or it's a problem. You can't run out (laughs) or it's a problem, you know. And so the question that the listening audience uh, who I call my shifters need to ask yourself is, what am I creating in order to create my wealth? And you know what, Marquita, it's not just about creating products, but it's like, what are you creating for the world? Mm -hmm. What movement are you creating? What um, understanding are you creating? What experiences are you creating? It's not just about, you know, making something. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's just that word is so it can mean so many different things. So So many different things. Great question. Thank you for clarifying that. At what point did you realize that you could turn your passion into income? and do the work that you are currently doing. So that's a funny story. So I told you I was in real estate. Okay. I'm a licensed realtor. I still am um, in the state of Missouri. I keep my license up. I don't know why. I might let it go one day. But um, I was working. I was a GM for this uh, real estate company out of uh, Kansas City. And I had been working for them for about four years. And when I was fired, uh, about six months after that, my very next, my very first real, I guess I could say real, I don't know, entrepreneurial stint where I made real money was me doing the exact same thing Mm -hmm. that I was doing for that company, except there was no middleman. You know, it was just the client and me. And, you know, there was no middleman. And that really was, the first time, like I was passionate about sales. I was passionate about meeting the numbers, accomplishing the goal, conquering the challenge that they had put out for me. And they were looking for someone to do the exact same thing that I had been doing. Um, and they were looking to pay someone $21,000 over a 30 day period. Wow. And I was like, I could totally do that. I was like, I could totally do that. You know? And when I got that contract, Sight unseen, literally talked to a man on the phone, corresponded a few emails. And what I realized was that there was something bigger, you know, and that those midnight commercials might be real. People really might be making, <laughs> you know, good money doing things that they enjoy doing. Right. And uh, so that was really my first taste. And when I started and I was, you know, making about 30 grand a month, um, that was it for me. I knew it then. And I can't imagine um, not doing this, you know, and not having the freedom. But also, even though we work a lot, because I probably work more now than I did before, it's just different. Mm-hmm. And, it can, and it can be tiring, you know. I mean, sometimes it's just exhaustive because there's an emotional piece that goes with coaching, right. you know, as you know. Right. 
Right. You're right. So, but I love it. And that's when I realized really. So now it's the easy transition because I've been in business for a long time. This isn't my first rodeo. Yeah. So, so I would have to say it was that I realized that when someone was willing to pay me and they had never even met me, but a phone call, you know, and they, you know, ended up the, that full contract was 189 grand, mm. you know? And so it grew from, you know, a $21,000 thing into something much bigger. And that's when I knew I was like, Oh wow, this is really happening in the world. So <laughs> sign me up. What do I need to learn and do? That's awesome. I think that's another hot key right there. And that is pay attention to your life. Mm. Pay attention to your experiences because your life is always telling you what's possible. But are you paying attention to it? That's really good. Oh, and you and you know what? Just real quick. You know, it was funny because when I was working that job that I was fired from and mind you, me and the supervisor that fired me, we're cool. We talk on LinkedIn. Like it's you know, it's, it's kumbaya. But what I realized was I kept saying to myself, I want my own business, but I, I don't know what, you know, so it's, it's that thing that is always there. You just really kind of don't know what to do with it. And sometimes I think God pushes us out the door like, OK, I'm tired of you saying it. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to take action or you need to. It's like we need an event to occur in order for us to seek right. that which what we've been desiring. We just don't know where to go for it. And we don't know where to go because. I think a lot of times our jobs create complacency and when people are complacent, they're not in the, in the, they don't create the energy of seeking. Right. You know, and you could say that about your spiritual walk, about anything. If you are feeling comfortable with where you are, then you're not seeking anything, you know? And so for me, um, I think that was really a nudge and God was like, I'm just going to push you off the cliff and you're going to have to make it happen. Make it happen. Well, we are winding down to our last 10 minutes of the show, and I have a few more questions that I think are important that our shifters need to know. And one of those is just dealing with resources. You know, what's the one online resource, tool, website, or app that has enhanced your productivity or uh, just your life? Hmm. That's a good question because I am kind of unorganized. Okay. Uh, I am organized for other people, but for myself, like I'm looking around my office right now, I have piles. I'm a piler. I, I wish you could see this. I have, piles. <laughs> I have piles of things everywhere around me. There's piles. Um, so I'm guilty of, I don't have a productivity thing, although I should. For our client work, you know, we use different systems and, you know, different project management systems, but I'm just not... I'm not the productivity queen, but who is, is my assistant. Okay. And so that's my tool. <laughs> she, she helps keep, keep things organized and straight. Cause I'm really not that organized. And I think that's, and important. I don't think that's uncommon either. <laughs> in in, uh, in entrepreneurs. Yeah. I think that's important that, Hey, you know, an assistant or a virtual assistant to help you with your day-to-day activities is definitely something that I've considered along the way. And many of us think we can't afford it, but after I looked into it, you know, it's really something that you probably need to make room in your uh, budget to, uh, to, uh, to apply because it can be definitely a help. I think 
I think the reason why you can't afford one is because you don't have one. Wow. And as soon as you get one, then you can afford one. Then you can afford one. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. If y'all are listening to what she just said, the reason you can't afford one is because you can't because ha- you don't have one. But as soon as you get one, <laughs> you can afford one. That's good right there. Quote me. <laughs> and I just have to share, and I know we're winding down, but mm-hmm. I remember when we interviewed and she asked me for, you know, she said, "Can this is the amount of money that I need to make. And I said, okay. And, and she came back with a second number that was lower. And I said, no, I'm going to pay you what you would ask for because that's how I was taught in corporate America, you get people what they ask for so that they can do the work. If people worry about how are they going to eat, they cannot focus on doing what they need to do in their role, you know, while you're trying to grow a business. And, and I also told her that I did not have that money in my bank account and we had two weeks to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And we, and we've been, and we've been making it happen ever since, you know, and I think that's important, you know, as an entrepreneur, um, just got to have the hustle behind you, you know, as well to, to make things happen and to get things done. Have the hustle behind you. April, I am a reader and I believe readers are leaders. I believe books can transform lives, transform minds. And so what book have has had the biggest impact on you or what are you currently reading now? The book that's had the biggest impact on me has been the four hour work week. Hands wow. down. Four hour work week. Tim yes, Ferriss, Tim right? Ferriss. Yeah. And the reason why is because it opened my eyes to how hard people work and they don't have to. And that we're so, um, I can't think of the word, but we're so, you know, we, it's like we have this thing to prove that we can do everything on our own. And I think what's important is learning how to leverage the skills of other people because you don't have to do it all. You can employ others to do lots of different things for you. Smart business owners leverage you know, uh, different areas of their business so that they can focus on on higher uh, rev- revenue producing activity and, and be in the face. So for me, the four hour work week. And then what I'm going to be reading next is and I can't believe I haven't read this. I keep hearing about it. But Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. I haven't read that. And I'm going to read it this week. Awesome book. Awesome book. I've probably read mm-hmm. it about three times. Yeah. And it's usually recommended on most podcasts that I listen to is Think and Grow Rich. Okay, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I'm traveling this week, and so it's going to be on the plane with me. Mm. He has another book called How to Outwit the Devil, which is really good, too, by Napoleon okay. Hill. I'll write that down, How to Outwit the Devil. How to Outwit the Devil. That sounds like something I need to read. <laughs> Thank you. So we're down to our last couple of questions, and, you know, as we, we prepare to end the show, you know, I'd like to hear what's one piece of advice that you would give someone who was ready to make the shift and get on purpose in their life. I think the one thing that people need to do is I think there's two things. One is believe you can believe that you are worthy of it. And the second thing is, is to change your habits and your activity and the people who you do those habits and activities with. I think a lot of times people are trying to move into a forward direction and they're dragging dead weight behind them, dead old habits, um, people who don't believe in them. Um, and I think that that's a major piece that holds people back is that they're trying to do something new with a bunch of old stuff and that just doesn't work. Yeah, I always tell people who I know who are dragging 
old stuff or their past with them. I said, you need to go get Erica Badu's bag lady and listen to it a couple of times, you know, <laughs> so that you can get the idea right. of how you're being held back from all those things you carry and instead of letting them go. Awesome. Yes, cause you awesome. know, cause you know what it's about, I think it's about making room. Right. You know, people want all these things, but there's no room. We only have so much capacity. Mm-hmm. So if, if you have to make room for the new stuff, if you, if we all were equipped, let's just say with this, you know, imaginary suitcase that we carry, you know, in order for new stuff to put, be put in, you have to let the old raggedy stuff go. Got to let it go. Mm-hmm. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. What an exceptional episode. I tell you, she always has great information and great value to share. Just some of the highlights that jumped out the most to me were a few quotes that she said. She said, you are so much more than the work that you do. Everything on earth has a purpose. We all have a purpose. We all have something significant that we're supposed to offer the world. Another thing she said was the lack of clarity is the main reason people are not profitable in their business. Clarity is king. Having clarity is so important to you growing in life and growing in business. And one of the things that I know for sure is that if you want to eliminate confusion in your life, you have to have clarity. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I look forward to sharing with you again next week as we share another value-packed episode right here on Maximize Your Brand with Markeith Brayton. 